Lights, camera, action. Welcome back to the Graveyard Shift. I'm James Pugh. I'm Dave Burrows and I'm full of cold. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, now, the reason I've started this podcast slightly differently with the words lights, camera, action is because it provides a clue to who our new guest is. Uh, today, we're joined by a man who is aiming to improve Shropshire's links with the film industry and put the county on the map as a location for future Hollywood blockbusters. We are delighted to be joined by Mark Hooper of Film Shropshire. Welcome, Mark. Hi that's there. a build-up, isn't it? Hollywood yeah, blockbusters Hollywood coming to Shropshire. Get that in. Yeah. And here comes our exclusive, what's Steven Spielberg filming? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark, um, now tell us, why would some of the world's top directors want to film in Shropshire? Well, um, there's a big movement at the moment to get out of um, London to branch. So um, predominantly, historically, everything has been filmed down in London. Um, that's the way it is. So within the industry, um, there's been a movement, and that's where it started like, about 10 years ago, really, when you've got the likes of like, Media City in Manchester. Um, and now one of the biggest filming locations is actually Bolton, um, North Manchester, so area. Um, and so there was this movement um, mainly due to do with crew around around the country and that means that not everyone has to move to London just to work in the film and TV industry. So there was this movement around the country and um, basically they would um, then start to go out on location a little bit more but further afield. So we benefited from the Manchester area and, and productions coming down this way um, but only very kind of small scale um, and then when we looked into it, because I come into it from a, a side angle of tourism, and we wondered why there isn't really more filmed here, because we do have a great geography, um, really, really diversified landscape. But also, you know, we're here today in Ironbridge, um, and yet you can only travel about 15 minutes here in the centre of Telford, it's a completely different set of buildings there. So from a locations point of view... Yeah, you've, um, got, you've got the Shropshire Hills, you've got, you've, you've got yeah. so much... Stuff, exactly. you, the, yeah, the... it's extremely varied. And our geography is really lucky because we're actually not too far away from the urban centre of Birmingham, Manchester, Liverpool, Bristol, where a lot of the um, studios are based. Um, but it works out that Shropshire, and like many counties across the UK, doesn't have a film office. So if you were a location manager or someone, you'd, you'd contact Shropshire, maybe you'd contact councils or you'd contact individuals, and they could help you to do with what they could do um, and what they have. Maybe it's their asset, but actually then you have to start piecing it together. So for the journey of the producers and location managers, it wasn't very easy. Um, so that's when we thought, right, okay, we'd like more uh, film and TV to come to the county because the byproduct is people then go and come back as tourists. So one in five people now travel because they've seen a location on TV or right? in a film or on TV in general. So that, that sort of film tourism is a, is yeah, a real... film tourism is huge big um, around the world, not mm. just in the UK. Um, but why don't we get it? And so we thought, right, okay, why don't we put together a, a film office? And we spoke to the local authorities about it, fully supportive of it, and thought, right, okay, because it, it brings so many benefits, not just tourism, but it creates jobs, um, creates obviously the tourism side of things, but then there's the supplier side of it. You know, um, we the last production we had here, um, caterers, accommodation, um, even just local crew who work within the area. Um, all this is inward investment for the county. And the UK's got a great reputation, particularly behind the scenes in, in the, the film industry. You know, the, as James was saying about Hollywood blockbusters, I mean, when you look at Pinewood and Elstree and stuff, there is a big behind the, behind the camera 
film industry in the UK. Yeah, it's one of the fastest growing sectors now um, in the UK. And it's actually growing faster than it is in the likes of America. Now, um, there's a big tax break for international um, productions coming to the UK, um, which makes it an extremely appealing place for them to come and film. And we have different things locally, like we have a West Midlands production fund, which again is like tax break and grant incentives to film within the region. Um, and that's all because they know how much inward investment that can bring into the country, really, from a, from a government point of view. And, and just from a logistics point of view, how easy is it once once you've gone, okay, we, w- we want to try and attract more people to Shropshire, so we're going to set up an overall body that, that's going to make it easier for location directors, uh, what, what have you. How easy is it then for you to start getting the word out there and going, okay, you know, we're here, come to us, we'll tell you what we've got to offer? Yeah, I mean, the best thing is about being on TV itself. Because um, if you're on there, it's a lot like many sectors, I suppose, in word of mouth. Um, once they know that we're here, um, word of mouth just spreads. So um, it's actually quite a tight-knit community within the location managers um, sector. We've had quite a few different ones who've said, they've done some filming here. They've said that you've got this. And they said that you made this. Find it easy. Can we come and have a look at this? Um, and so spreading that word is just about getting your name out there, really. We work with various like um, regional agencies, Creative UK, um, and create central that are more of the West Midlands based um, representatives. Um, there's trade publications. There's trade. We were in London in December at our first ever trade event down there, and it's a lot about our first year. It was about building those contacts because um, I've been through this before in tourism. Um, I've been in that uh, well over t- over ten years now. But when we first took Shrewsbury, who I was with just Shrewsbury originally to a trade event, people would say, "Where's Shrewsbury?" And mm. you'd say. West Midlands, and they say, uh, um, well, kind of border of Wales or near near, near, near Birmingham. <laughs> yeah. and, and in the end, it, but roughly, if you go to a trade event now as, as Shropshire to a travel tourism event, uh, people know instantly where we are because it is on that radar. That mm. tourism app, it's a tourism hotspot now. Um, but in the, it's funny how the journey is the same in the film industry where people go, oh, right, well, where is that? And you go, well, at the moment, we're near Birmingham. Um, but actually, as you start to create your own market people will soon know and and say right we know where to go we know who to contact and we know how easy they make it hopefully um stephen knight's uh, version of great expectations was recently filmed in shrewsbury can you tell us a little bit about how you supported the filming with that uh, and also um you said about setting up a film office tell us a little bit more about exactly what a film office is and how many people are involved yeah, well, I'll answer that bit first. So the, the film office is actually, there's only two of us, uh, myself and my, my colleague, Sarah. Um, and what a film office is, is about not just promoting the area as a film location, but actually supporting the productions within. Um, so we have some great locations in Shropshire that have had filming in the past, um, but it's not the role as individual owners to maybe bring together the parking, bring together the accommodation, the catering, um, the um maybe offering different locations outside of their own building, let's say. Um, So that's kind of where our role comes into it, to facilitate and make sure that they know instantly where to go. So when we had Great Expectations um, come here, which was um, our our biggest production so far in our our first year, um, which was amazing to be involved with from, um, you know, Tom Hardy was involved in it and Stephen Knight was the writer for it. Though Tom Hardy didn't come down on the actual production. He was there was, a few I, months before. I, I, I walked around Shrewsbury when the film crew was there and there were so many people sort of looking around. There was all yeah. the, there was rumours about him being seen using a portaloo and that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. like, 
I'm not sure he's here. No, so he came down a few months beforehand, um, just basically to tick things off. But he, he did only come once then on the film, and I think he stays away knowing exactly what would happen. Um, but um, it was great to be involved with that level of production. Um, the professionalism was just quite amazing and how, how fast at speed they moved. Um, you might have seen St. John's Hill. Um, I think it was the Wednesday. It was a normal street, cars going down it. The Thursday, it was Dickensian London. And by the Friday afternoon, it was as if nothing had ever been there. And consider they covered the street um, in horses, chickens, sheep. We had all sorts were there. And it was like you'd never know it was there again. So that was was amazing um, to be involved with. But um, we supported them in all the different ways. And, you know, we were even... They were even dining in places like on the corner. There was um, Smorgan's Exchange Bar there. We hired that out for them to eat in. There was Morris Hall that they also dined in and had costumes in. Shire Hall came in handy for uh, makeup. So actually all these different things came together. Um, but if Film Shropshire wasn't there, they would have never have known that maybe there's empty office space at Shire Hall at the moment for um, that was great for storing costumes yeah, over so. a weekend period. So it's our role to kind of bring it together. And for the location managers, we then go, you know, a good example is when we were first speaking to them, they thought, let's bring our 20 HGVs and park them in the yeah. centre of Shrewsbury. And we all know where I went, no <laughs> chance. It's not going to happen. Good luck it's with that. Yep. Um, you possibly could, but, you know, we'll um, annoy residents, we'll annoy the shopkeepers, there'll be no deliveries. Um, and in the end, filming will be seen as negative. Um, so we worked with um, Shropshire Council to create them unit bases um, just outside the town at Mealbrace Park and Ride and Abbey Foregate. And then we organised transport for everything to be shipped into the town and out over the four-day period. And you wouldn't know that that was happening um, because that was outside the town. So we're kind of making sure that everything runs smoothly as well, because if you maybe just left them to it and not through any fault of their own, but you could start to create a nuisance for the town itself. Mm. And then we definitely don't want filming to be seen as a negative point, really. And I suppose that works two ways for, for you guys, because as you say, you're keeping, you're keeping the residents happy, um, and particularly with your tourism hat, that's got to be a, a paramount concern for you guys. But also, I, I suppose, the easier you make it for the visiting crew, like you say, with the word of mouth, if you've got a reputation of going, do you know what, these guys, on it, they were on everything. We didn't have to, we didn't have to think about anything because these guys were on it. Then they're going to tell the next people, you want to go to Shropshire because the guys who run that place are slick as. Exactly. Yeah, and that, that, that's exactly what we what we did with them. I don't. We didn't have one complaint from um, from them during the paper, considering there was 180 crew. Um, 180 crew could have called the nuisance. They all had cars. They all had to stay somewhere. They all. But then you know the added advantage of that is they all they all had a drink. They all ate everywhere. They all went around town. And after I, I remember one evening. Um, when we did Council House Courtyard, and um, we finished filming there probably about half past 11 at night. Um, and they were all eating in dough and oil. And you think, well, actually, that's all spend. So the yeah. predicted spend of that production in particular was about £18,000 a day when wow. they're here in the town. That's everything from coffees up to accommodation. Um, and you think that is all money coming into the town um, that's being spent on everything, really. And we, we actually had the locations team we had them stay and live in, in Shrewsbury for a month beforehand to make sure that everything went to plan. Um, again, we, you know, arranged all their accommodation, everything they need. But I speak to the guys one evening. I said, oh, I said what, what are you doing tomorrow evening? And they said, Dutch, we were out down walking down Church Stratton. And you think, actually, 
you know, that's just spreading the word again. They went, we didn't realise such a beautiful area up here. Yeah. And you think, well, actually, that's all part of what we're there to do is to, um, you know, just create that that love of the county, really, and, and spread the word. So it, it all interlinks, really. I suppose a lot of the crew were probably from the big cities, you know, particularly London, that, as you said, probably haven't heard of Shropshire or seen Shropshire before, and they go back home, tell their family, tell their friends. Yeah, yeah. Knock on effect, you know. Yeah, plenty, plenty from cities. We had um, a couple of local crew um, which were there. Um, they also give um, some works experience to local crew for... Um, you know, it's obviously very some of the smaller jobs, but the running jobs that are on set. Um, But that's great. That's something that we're really keen to do. Um, And we've got um, conversations set up at the moment with Telford and Shrewsbury Colleges Group about any productions in the future that come, they have to give um, opportunities to local students um, because actually that, you know, is creating that thought that actually you don't have to move to that big city to work yeah. on on a production in the future. You know, they're actually here in, in our own county. Fantastic. I know you're not going to give us any exclusives, um, although you might might slip, you never know. But uh, are there are there productions in the pipeline at, at various stages of discussion as yeah, we speak? Yeah, we've got a number um, of conversations going on at the moment. It's one big jigsaw. You know, Great Expectations was about 12, 12 months in advance when they first came. Um, and there was various streets that dropped in and out um, of it, you know, the, the square was meant to be Covent Garden at one point until the art department came and they said, right, no, we can't do the arches here. We can't green screen that big of a space there. Um, so that one dropped out and St. John's Hill comes back in and all these different things. So it's amazing the amount of conversations mm. and departments that take part before everything's signed off. So, um, yeah, there seems to be plenty of interest. Um, we sort of joked about it a bit earlier about phrase Hollywood blockbusters, but... Do you, you know, in your opinion, realistically, do you think that could happen more and more? You know, is that your hopes, you know, of setting up this? Definitely. Um, I mean, we had Heart of Stone, which is on Netflix, which was filmed at REF Cosford. Um, strangely, the exact same week that we had Great Expectations. Oh, really? <laughs> um, and actually the week before The Apprentice and the week before Susan Kalman's Grand Day Out. So May, wow. that time, <laughs> that year, wow. was all, yeah, so actually, yeah, and I also got married in the May. So Because uh, you thought, I'm not busy enough. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, you know, and always apologise to my was, wife. Because, was there ever an awkward conversation where you said to your, your then fiancé, May's going to be really busy, maybe we should put it back Well, as the dates were, were, were getting closer and, you know, I didn't want to put the productions off whatsoever, yeah. I was going to say yes then. But they, they, Great Expectations started, I think. I got married the Saturday. Great Expectations arrived on the Tuesday and then carried on. And that didn't end for another two weeks after that. So wow. we managed to get away for a couple of nights down to Bath. I was going to say, uh, have you actually had a honeymoon yet yeah, then, or has that did, not happened? We did, I'm pleased to say, yeah, we went away in November, which was great, <laughs> <laughs> but a little bit delayed. But it was, um, yeah, it was a busy, busy month. Um, but yeah, it, it was great to have so much crammed into one. But yeah, we had, for example, I said 150 crews stopping um, for Great Expectations. We had another 80 stopping for The Apprentice, and they actually swapped over in hotels the, the day after. So you can imagine... The, the crossover was just quite amazing. Mm. But consider no one really noticed that in regards to traffic or anything like that in the town at the time, no. which was quite impressive, really, to be able to, to have that crossover. But um, And we tried to put them up in all, um, you know, independent shop hotels that we can do um, just to support that local economy, yeah. really. Um, and they were great. You know, we even had one, um, it was a, a B&B set out in Kingsland, and um, they bought the 
keys down one evening and said, there you go, there's your keys, because they hadn't had a chance to check in. You know, and one of the crew said, you, just, you don't get that in London. And um, <laughs> no, so, <I> bet. <laughs> it's, um, it's just one of that things. But And then they stopped and watched the, watched the production that evening. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a great event. Brilliant. Uh, would you like to be um, in one of the films or are you uh, happy the other side of the camera? Happy the other side of the camera, <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, I think a business partner would probably say a little bit different. <laughs> I'm the, the tall guru come and do the podcast. Just thinking about that, though, because uh, you were saying about launching the website, obviously some productions need extras. Is that is Will that be part of the website? Will yeah, they be able, be able to register themselves and say, I fancy being is in the background? Is you saying you'd be fancy God, being no. extras? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. that's it. But the, yeah. uh, we actually did have quite a few in for expectations. Uh, we had quite a few people who were based in Shropshire. They were registered with a, um agency for extras um, and noticed this work was coming up in Shropshire and they came to do that. Um, but yeah, that is something that we're going to support with as well. So you can register to go onto a database that so that can go out to um to productions for when they when they want to come Fantastic. if people want to take part and we obviously already we'll also have the social media accounts um that we'll put any requests yeah. out on there as well for um with your tourism hat on now um you obviously head up visit shropshire could you sort of discuss that a little bit more and tell us yeah. what you do with that yeah definitely so um visit shropshire is the tourism association of the county um and we started um Bizarrely, we actually launched on the same day we went into national lockdown, which is about the 23rd of March. Perfect timing. Come to Shropshire, actually don't. Yeah, so we we saw it coming closer and closer. And um, if anybody remembers, we had some terrible floods the month before. And we had Visit England and Visit Britain came um, to Shrewsbury during those floods. And we we stood down by the English bridge and you could see the water was rising, getting quicker and quicker. And we thought, we can't believe we've had some of the worst floods going just before we're about to launch a tourism association. What else could go wrong? <laughs> what else? And we said, you know, God, you know, how, what's going to happen now, you know? And then we said to them, maybe, what do you think of this COVID? And Visit Britain said, well, we're just watching it with a close eye. Not too sure how this is going to pan out. And two weeks later, we we're in national lockdown. And I do remember saying to my colleague, you know, what are we, what are we going to do for three weeks? Um, because <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody thought there was. Yeah. It was like, oh, this thing's happened. It'll be over. In, in a month. Yeah, it was quite bizarre how we had to adapt um, overnight, really, uh, and then obviously adapt for the next two-year period to really overnight turn from what we thought was going to be completely marketing Shropshire, that's what our, our primary role was, to actually completely business support because we realised actually all these businesses will need help. And, um, you know, there was some real great golden threads that came from COVID, actually. And one of those was um, that we built a really great relationship with the local authorities because um, obviously all the grants were coming out. We didn't need to do anything else, but all these businesses needed access. And I think then we all realised how many businesses there are in Shropshire involved in tourism and hospitality Mm. that were all extremely worried, and rightly so. And so we turned into saying, right, okay, any information about the grants, feed it through to us, we'll feed it out to the businesses and be kind of like a go-to in between you know, to help their teams out, really, and get that get those funds to the businesses as quick as possible. Um, and that lasted for, uh, well, it would have been the lockdowns, which was probably about the six-month period until things started to be eased a little bit. But then there was the whole adapting to um, the different levels of opening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at one point, Shropshire was um, the beach of Britain because Wales was still completely locked down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that then meant places like Cardinal Valley, were extremely over, overrun with people. I was going to say, because we, 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 I've got a little boy and we spent a lot of time. We went to, well, I mean, we, we go to places like Cardinal Mill Valley anyway. Uh, but then, as I say, when lockdown was lifted, it, it was so noticeable that people were like, I just want to get to a big green space. 
Yeah, that's been really space, but the, do, but, it? but it was packed, and there and there was like, the reeking was packed. The end, and, and, yeah, well, yeah. and I'm saying with the reeking, you had all the cars parked up because it, everyone just wanted to be. Yeah, that's it. So that was one of our roles was then how to convey that message that actually there are alternative places in Shropshire to go because we all have these honeypot locations. Ironbridge being one where we are today again, um, and obviously the word was don't get within six mm. meters of each other. So. Um, you know, it was how to say, right, we do want the business because we needed the business after being locked down that much. But actually, how do we do that in a safe way? Um, and getting that message out via the national media. Um, we had articles, you know, the Times, the Telegraph, the Guardian about Shropshire is a great place. We never, ever wanted to take the stance that other counties did where they were saying stay away. Mm. So we never took that stance at all. Everyone was welcome, but we had to do it in a safe way, really, in a manageable way at the same time. Um, so it was really it was a really interesting time to, to do that, really, because something adapted every single couple of weeks, didn't it, with different rules and regulations. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, it, we, we got to the um, end of, let's say, 2021, that would have been, and then came into 2022, which was our first kind of normal year of operating, really. Um, and it's gone from strength to strength. In 2021, Shropshire had the second biggest increase in occupancy compared to 2019. So we were only second to Wiltshire. We had 211%. What are Wiltshire Higher. doing? What, what do we need to do to Wiltshire too? Yeah, that's it, that's it. Wiltshire, if you think about it, geographically, did have those counties, Cornwall, Devon, yeah, Dorset, course, yeah. that were saying stay away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So geographically, if you follow it up the coast, um, they had that English Heritage is busiest, busiest site as well. Um, although, you know, we've got Attingham Park, which is the National Trust's busiest site now. So you can kind of see where some of these numbers are coming from. Um and, um, and yeah, it goes from strength to strength. We've had one of the busiest Januaries we've ever had in the last 10 years. Amazing. So you think, actually, if that's January, then we should be okay going ahead. And despite everything you obviously hear on the news with the cost of living, that's great to see that really Shropshire is still thriving, going against the national trend. And we only have to see Shrewsbury at the moment is going against the national trend with its footfall for the traffic yeah. in the town centre. So, uh, Do you think uh, part of that, as you said, like with, with Wales being locked down, for longer, do you, do you think more people then maybe discovered Shropshire? Who again, you know, people might have gone Shropshire. Where's that? Suddenly discovered it, but and then have realised that it's the world's greatest county, uh, and have gone. Let's keep going back. Yeah, I, th- I think that happened across the county. We all did extra weekends than we did, didn't we, in in England because of that reason of of going abroad. Mm. So. Um, and obviously to different various countries. I think we're only still getting a few countries opening up still now. Mm. So. Um, it allowed people to discover places that they haven't discovered before. Um, and that's one of the reasons why we created Visit Shropshire was for that particular reason that um, we, you know, as um, I used to run an attraction in Shrewsbury, the, the Spreen about there for a number of years, and actually could see the bigger picture that Shropshire needed to s- spread its wings really and say, actually, we, we don't want to be that best kept secret anymore. Shropshire's here and it's here to, to grow and thrive. Um, and that seems to be, what we've done really over the past few years. And before Visit Shropshire, what was there? Was there any kind of organisation promoting the county like yeah. you do now? Yeah, that's it. There was, there's been various guises over 20, 30 years, let's say. Um, this is the first time that um, Visit Shropshire is a not-for-profit organisation. Mm. We have a board of directors and all those board of directors are um, owners of businesses related into the tourism or hospitality sector. Um, we've just welcomed our new chair, which is um, a chap called Edward Thomas, um, and his day job is with the marketing manager at the Reeking Housing Trust. Um, but he also owns um, holiday accommodation in Shropshire, so there's that interest. Um, probably, I think you guys know Beth Heath, who yeah. lives nearby. She's yeah. one of our directors. So we've got eight, eight people on the board, 
they all have to have that vested interest. And then we're a completely membership driven organization. Um, so if you're a business and you want to use Visit Shropshire and promote through our website, um, it's a membership and like Ironbridge Gorge, for example, they're one of our members, um, as are over over 230 businesses now across the county. And that grows every single month, which is which is great because it proves that actually there's value in in what we're doing. And that's exactly what we what we want to be doing. And what does it take to become a member? Is it is it, is it a subscription? Is it yeah, a simple sign-up process um, that we do online. Um you can then manage your listings and everything on the website anytime. So if you need a new imagery you want to add, change your description, change your opening hours, change your links, um, you can do that all yourself on there. So it's, it's self-managed. Um, but then they, every member also gets our weekly um, eShot newsletter that has that latest information, news, and marketing opportunities. Um, so we, as I said before, we do a lot of national media and press and PR Um so our priority is that in opposed to local, because our job is for getting people outside the county. So 99% of all of our work is promoting Shropshire externally. And that's why we don't do anything in Shropshire mm. with the with local press, let's say. We do do our own local news. But if we're going to do promotions, it's all external. And I mean, in the past 12 months, we've done um, television adverts, radio telegraph times, guardian article pieces, 70 pieces of national media, um, We've done transport advertising. We've just um, welcomed West Midlands Trains as our transport partner for our second year now. So that means Shropshire's promoted across the West, Mid West Midlands Trains network from London, Euston, Liverpool, Lime Street, um, because that is the busiest leisure destination across that whole line. Um, so all of our work is about promoting um, outside the county. Um, I just want to sort of end, you know, without trying to sound too negative, obviously, we all, you know, know Shropshire's got its challenges with infrastructure and uh, mobile phone signal. Um, is that something, you know, as a group that you sort of try and, you know, try and improve? You know, are you work doing work behind the scenes to, yeah, you know? Infrastructure is a really big, a big one for us. And that fits into one of our, our destination priorities is that improvement in digital infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's important if you don't have that digital, strong digital infrastructure, never mind just for the customers, but it makes people here doing business quite difficult. And then how do you create that inward investment for anybody to open up attractions, accommodation, events in the county if, if that's quite difficult? So um, admittedly, we can't do that alone, um, but we can certainly are a stakeholder within that and works with the likes of local authority or independent businesses um, to change that. And that's the same um, that's the same, really, with a number of, of different things, but especially like sustainability. You know, we can't do it alone, but it needs investment from business owners, local authorities as well, you know, which they are, to make sure that actually everything comes together um, because not one sole entity can do that on their own. But, yeah, certainly we Visit Shropshire isn't just there for that marketing element. That's just a small element of our work. Um, that business support, infrastructure building, actually is the whole visit economy is, is part of the bigger picture, really make sure we don't end on a negative yeah. so uh, just just looking to the future so what 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 both from from with your film hat and your tourism hat on what what do you what do you see for the future of Shropshire in in those two arenas yeah um film Shropshire hopefully an increased amount of filming um across the county also changing the the film office into creating those opportunities for students for example um to actually you know Make sure that people think don't have to think that you have to leave the county for those types of work opportunities. You can do that within Shropshire. And Shropshire is a great county to do business in. Um, for Visit Shropshire, 
strength for strength, increase in visitor numbers, increase in visitor spend, um, increase in that inward investment, um, and also playing into um, creating Shropshire as a great place to, to live, work and visit, um, and feeding into that with a number of different associations um, to make Shropshire as great a place as it, as it is today, and even better, really.